Baba, hey! Baba! 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 Goodbye, fear. You unwelcome here. So long, Baba. Hey, so long, Baba. Baba, hear you say. I can hear you say. Baba. Bye bye. Bye bye. You are the God of miracles. You are the God of wonders. You are the God of power. I believe. I believe. I believe. I believe. Good evening, everyone. Happy Sunday. How are you all doing? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Jesus is the Answer with Kathy Ekakunden Jingum. I am an ambassador of Christ Jesus and I am your host. Welcome, brothers and sisters in the Lord. Welcome, everyone. You are all welcome. It's a beautiful and a lovely day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. I don't know what you are going through. I don't know what they have told you. I don't know what your setback is. But hey, I got good news for you. Before we dive into today's message, let's welcome our Father. Let's welcome Yahweh, for He is the creator of the universe. He is our maker. He is all-knowing. Father, we welcome you. We worship you, Abba, Father. We worship you, Yahweh. Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty man in battle. We thank you, Jehovah, for a day like this. We thank you for this moment. Take over me. Take over this service. Take over this atmosphere. Take over this environment, Father, Lord Jesus. Everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, take over them. Soften their heart so that they will receive your message. Speak through me, Father. Let me disappear so that you can be heard. Your voice and your voice alone should be heard. All those who are supposed to be here, Lord Jesus, bring them and bless them and take all the glory when you are done. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Somebody say amen. Amen. Glory, 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 glory. How are you all doing? I'm just overwhelmed with joy. God is so good. God is kind. God is faithful. Begin to say this. Say, God is good. Say, God loves me. Say, I am blessed. You are blessed for he loves you for he is your father. Yes, let your situation not make you forget 
who God is. He is the creator of the universe. He created you. Sealed, close and shut that voice. Speaking to you, telling you how God doesn't love you. Telling you how people doesn't love you. That voice that keeps speaking in your head that you will not make it. Tell that voice that you lie. As long as my father has given me life, I will make it. He will usher me into my destiny and my purpose. For he created me and put me here on earth for a reason. And I trust and I believe in him. He will come true for me for everything works together for good for those who do what who trust and love god god loves you trust him god never leaves us he's always there for us he's always there by us no matter what we are going through we are the ones who always deviate from him do you wonder why your life your spiritual life is zigzag like it's not stable because there is no consistency because you go to God only when you think you need him. When things are bad, when you are faced with trouble, with tribulations, that's when you go to God. You that they have sacked from work, that's the time. Or now is the time you are seeking God because you have no job. You want him to come through for you because you know he's a miracle working God. You who House rent is due. Your landlord is about to send you to the street. You're about to be homeless. <clears throat> it's now you are calling on him. You whose marriage is about to crush, it's now you are holding him. But you forgot that you have to put him at the center of your life. In good times, in bad times, you have to call upon him at any time and pray. Prayer without season. Don't give way for the enemy to come in. Jesus told his disciples in the book of Mark, Mark 14, 35 to 38. Let me open my Bible. If you have your Bible, go to the book of Mark, Mark, 13, Mark 14. Let me read Mark 14, 35 to 38. I'll be there just a moment. <clears throat> Father, it's so amazing. <laughs> I didn't plan to start a message like this. But hey, like I always say, I really don't know how it's going to go because I always tell God to take over me. Right? So, I'm in the book of Mark 14, 35 to 38. I read, He went on a little further and fell to the ground. He prayed that if, we, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could not you watch with me even one hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give into temptation. For the spirit is willing but the body is weak. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The spirit is willing. The body is weak. Jesus is saying this, that we should keep praying. We should watch and pray. Meaning what? We should stay in God's presence, no matter what, to avoid temptation. I preached this message a couple of days ago. I don't know if I did here, but I'm very sure on my words of status, it was there. During my money evangelism, I think two, three days ago or so. <clears throat> Jesus is saying we should keep watch and pray. 
if not, we are going to give, give in to temptation. When you think things are fine, some people, when they have it all, they have a house, they are married, they have kids, they have a good job. Hey, what else do they need? Now to them. Now is the time to live life. They don't need God. So they start doing things their own way. But that is a very big mistake they are making because that is when the devil will come in and start to sow seed. Seed of pride. When you think you don't need God, you don't need God, you are doomed for life. That is arrogancy. That is, I can't even, I don't even know what, what has failed me, what to use to describe this type of person. Remember, it was because of pride that God kicked out the devil from the heavens because he was, he knew some things and God, because God loved him. God had showed him while he was in the heavens, he was an angel. God has shown him things and now he began to measure up himself with God, pride, and God sent him out of the heavens with other angels, falling angels. They are now demons. Do not let pride to make you to be rude. Do not let pride take over you and then you are going, then you will miss it. You will miss it and then you will live in regret. God had God hates pride. He told me three times and three times when somebody says something thrice or more, we know it means for us emphasis. God told me, saying, Bole, when I start taking you places, do not be proud. When I start taking you places, do not be proud. Stay away from pride. Do not be proud. Do not be proud. God told me that. He said it through my mouth. I have the video. Someday I'll play it here for you all to listen. He gave me, he told me things, how he's going to take me places, how I how he's going to do things through me. That even myself, I will wonder the world will not understand because I have given him my body and my whole being. I'm, I've said he's mine. I'm his, rather. I'm his. He can walk through me. You even know when I come here, I say, take over me. Let me disappear so you can appear. I'm just a vessel he is using. And that's the mistake some ministers, they do, some people of God. When God starts using them, they think it's their power. And before they know it, God leaves them. Pride has set in. We have no power of our own. That's why we have to always give God the glory in everything. Don't go and pray for somebody and they get healed. And you're like, wow, I prayed. You know how powerful I am? Yes, I prayed. No, it's not you. Say to God, be the glory. No matter what they say, they thank you. Say, we give God all the glory. Give God all the glory. Always, at all times. You dare not take his glory. You dare not share in it. He could have used anybody, but he chose to use you. It's a privilege for you. It's a privilege for me, for God to even use me this way. I remember when I repented, all I wanted was just to be saved, to make heaven. I never wanted to be a woman of God. Like I never even thought of it. The thought never crossed my mind. The dreams of me becoming a reverend sister fade while I was way young or younger. So I never saw myself working for God. I never, I just closed the door. Sorry for that noise. I never thought of it. So when it came, it was a surprise. I struggled with it. I've shared this with you people so many times. I struggled with it. 
So I can't come out today and be saying, oh, God has used me or God is using me. I am this, I am that. No, we are nothing without him. Have you to wonder there are some people who were rich, they had this, and now they are like right down there. Because what happened? They deviated. They left God. God never leaves us. When they had the wealth, we need money. Oh, yes, of course, we need money to pay bills. We need money to survive. We need money, even as ministers of God, to do God's work. God can say, go and, you know, organize a revival. You need money to rent a hall. You need money for lightning to pay. You need money for the, the video people or photographers, uh, people who do setting, decor. You will not just go and do it anyhow. You need money to buy a microphone. You need to dress properly. You need money to come before people. You have to be clean as a servant of God. Don't give God rags. Don't go before God dress anyhow. The one you want to go for a wedding party, you dress your best. No. I shared this with you all sometimes, some months ago. I was about to grill. It was on a very beautiful Sunday like this. I'd prepare. I've seasoned it all. And... Obviously, the seasoning will be smelling all over me, you know, garlics, ginger, whatever, paprika. You know, I have seasoned it and I was like, okay, it's about time. I cleaned the kitchen. I said, it's about time for me to preach. So let me just go on and preach while it's marinating, right? And then I will come back and do the grill. Then I will take my shower. And while I was saying that, I had always give God the best. I was like, oh my God. Immediately, I went to my bathroom. I took my bath because it's audio. So, like, nobody is seeing me. I'm wearing my house clothes, right? They just need to hear my voice and the message. But God is always here. God sees. He knows everything. He told me, say, always give God the best. I went, I bathed, I dressed properly, and I sprayed my Gabrielle Chanel perfume. I even danced. Post it on Facebook, came here, I shared this with you all. Let's always give God the best. What will it take me to be two times a day? It doesn't cost me anything. I'm not going to fetch the water from a stream. I'll bathe and do the grill. And even after that, go again and bathe. What's a big deal? So I want to bathe now and smell good when I'm going to bed. But coming to God's presence to preach, I want to come with all these seasonings smelling all over me. Just because I'm thinking like, oh, I'm still going back to the kitchen to grill. So there's no point. No. As children of God, we have to represent our father real good. This is the fact. This is the, the, the deal. And this is the reason why so many people do not want to accept the call. One of the reasons, I believe so. That is one of the, like from where I'm coming from, from Cameroon. If you see most of the born again, the believers who go around preaching, <clears throat> the way they will dress is good to cover up. Yes, cover up your body, but dress in a good way. That will look good. You know, wear one shapeless gown oh, because you're a child of God. You just take one Zazu gown. You are size 12. You are wearing size 20. And you will tie your scarf. Your lips will be dry and cracked. Even to pull lip gloss. It's a problem. To some, they don't even want to wear earrings, no makeup. I'm not a makeup person myself once in a while. Like last night, I went out to celebrate a friend's 50th birthday. I put a bit of powder and blush, lip gloss, a dress wear. I wore my nice dress. I sprayed my perfume and I went out. I did my hair. 
I'll not say, oh no, because I'm a woman of God now, I'll just look anyhow. No, go before your father, give him your best. Dress to cover up your body. I wore a nice long dress. Probably before now I would have been looking for something that would bring out my shape. No, this dress was so good. Flair. Beautiful. And I walk gracefully like a princess that I am. Of course, if my father is the king of kings, therefore, that makes me what? A princess. I am the daughter of the most high God. And I was looking good. Yes. People don't need to tell me that. I know that I was looking good. That's how we should all be. Give God the best. So people will come to him. They want to know your God. I remember 2016, after I lose weight, I did keto. And I was dancing. One day I was dancing in front of my mirror. Because I have a figure eight. Right? I was dancing in front. Now I've put on a bit of weight. But it's still there. You will see and you know. So I was dancing and I looked at myself. Wow, I've lost so much weight. I was looking good. I said, Father, this shape, I don't want to take it to hell. I want to come to you in heaven and dance Makosa with this shape. Little did I know that the following year I'm going to rededicate my life, 2017. Through my apostle, Queen Belemzi, of Queen Belemzi Ministry School of Power. Then she was an evangelist. She rededicated her life 2016, accepted Christ, and God was using her mightily. And 2017, I stumbled on her videos. And listen, God is so amazing. That is why the things we say, we should be careful what we speak. Words have power. I was declaring it. I didn't even know. I said, Father, this shape, I don't want to take it to hell. I'm taking this shape to heaven to dance Makosa because I love to dance. I said, this shape, I'm taking it and I'm coming to heaven to dance. Little did I know, and here am I today a woman of God. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is powerful. Speak whatever you want to become. You, you want to come to pass in your life. Speak positive. Change your words. Change your world. Speak good things over your life, over your children's life. And God will honor it. Don't be biased when you are speaking. I didn't say, oh, I want to use this my shape to intimidate people. No. Because that's what some women they do. You go and you see some friends. Oh, they are like this. You are like, mm -hmm. I'm the only one. They have to see me. And somebody told me something yesterday. A friend, I met them, him and the wife. They used to live here and then they move. The wife actually used to live here and they've moved somewhere down, down south. And we're talking. I told the guy, I said, wow, you've put on weight, man. I said, it's old age, right? I said, hormones are kicking here. And then she was like, you know, when I was here, it was easy to cook. I was not living with my husband then just with the kids. I can prepare something for them and I decide not to eat. But when you're living with your husband, you cook every day. And we laugh. Then later on, I went to greet the husband where he was seated. And then we started talking. And he said, but do you know the sports you used to do back then and post on Facebook used to motivate people? Probably that's why she has gained weight. Because the wife used to watch me. I didn't even know. It's the husband who made me to know one day when he came visited from South. And he was like, what, how do you really do it? I love your videos and this. And I've stopped working out over a year now since I had this lower back pain. Right? And God has healed me from it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. 
So when I had the lower back pain, yes, so I had. It's over. It's done. So when I had this lower back pain, I was not working out. So I told him, yes, I said, that's the more reason why you've not been seeing my videos because of that lower back pain. And he was like, but you look good. You don't, you've not even put on much weight. I said, amen. Yes, so God is doing something. God is doing something. So let your situation, the message I have today is that we should not deviate from God. Be patient during your trial times. This is what Jesus is telling them. Jesus went to pray. He came, they could not withstand it. They slept. And he was passing a message. Be careful. Do not sleep too much. Watch and pray. Else temptation will kick in. When you are relaxed, you're like, I have it. Or the devil never gives up. Know that. The devil fights constantly. He never gives up. I want to put this thing on silence. I made a mistake before. Oh, no. We are good to go now. Sorry. The devil never gives up. He always fights. When he keeps trying, when he comes today, he doesn't succeed. It's okay tomorrow. So you will relax. And that is the problem with Christians. When we have a miracle, we are like, yeah, wow. It's okay. And we relax. No. Know that the time are critical. The times are critical. And when you have that miracle, that breakthrough, that's when the devil will be fighting the more. He wants to show that no, God did not do it. Or he wants to show that mm -mm, it will not last. Oh, it was just he will fight it. That's when we have to stay closer. I've done that before. I didn't know any better. That God did a breakthrough. I was like, wow, let me relax. I said it. Then I used to pray every midnight. Oh my God. I was praying every midnight. I did a program for two, was it two or three weeks? Every midnight, I'll go to bed around 9, 10 o'clock. I'll set my alarm, quarter to midnight. I'll wake up, wash my face. I'll be leaving my room, coming to the living room, dancing, praising God, and I will come here and spend time. About an hour or so, I will pray. I will worship. Yes. <coughs> and when God came through for us, there was this big breakthrough. I was like, wow, let me relax. And the enemy came and scattered everything. But all worked together for good because I learned. I didn't run away from God. I didn't say, oh, no, God, why did this happen just like this? I didn't blame God. I went back to him. And I learned that it's because I relaxed. We don't have to relax. That's why Jesus said, in good times, pray. In bad times, pray. He's telling his disciples, he said, watch and pray. While you are enjoying your testimony, while you are enjoying that deliverance, while you are enjoying that breakthrough, keep praying. Keep praying. The battle is real. This is not to frighten anybody, but I'm just telling you the truth. I am an example. I just quoted my own example, something that happened to me. Keep praying. Be joyful while you have hope, patient in affliction. Faithful in prayers. Remember that many are the affliction of the righteous, but God deliver them out from it all. So when trials come, when hard times kick in, do not leave God. Stay in God's presence. Remain in God's presence. Don't say, mm -mm, I am going. God did not do this. God did not protect me. Oh, God let me down. No, God is always there. 
I want to read from the book of Genesis. If you have your Bible, and I will give us an assignment. We should all read Genesis 37 to 42. 37 to 42. So right now, I want to read the book of Genesis. I'm looking for a good sound too. Let me play hallelujah. Okay. So read Genesis 37 to 42. Genesis 37, 20. Come now, therefore, and let us slay him and cast him into some pit. And we will say some evil beast had devoted him. And we shall see what will become of his dreams. Amen. Amen. That was the King James Version. The easy version says, we will kill him. We can throw him into one of the dry wells. We can tell people that a wild animal ate him. Then his dreams will never come true. Amen. Amen. Then his dreams will never come true. Meaning the dreams he had, they were jealous of his dreams. This is Joseph, Joseph the dreamer and his brothers. If you read the previous verses, you see that Joseph had a dream. He explained it to them. That's why we have to read the Bible. And I'm giving us all an assignment. Read the book of Genesis 37 to 43. You can read that within a few hours. It's not long. Uh, it's not much. It's not much. Don't rush. Take your time. Read and ask God to give you an understanding. Right? Let God give you an understanding and reveal things to you. Joseph's brother were envious of him. They were angry. They were jealous. He's telling us this dream that will come and bow before him. Okay. We have good news for you, brother. We are going to kill you. And we'll see how this your dream will come to pass. We'll kill you. And your dream will not become true. So people will say, ah, that his dream was not from God. The two versions are similar, King James and Easy. Easy say, then his dreams will never come true. That is what the Easy version is saying. King James says, and we shall see what will become of his dreams. They want to shatter his dream. You who, the enemy... You shared your plans with somebody. You told somebody your dream, your business goal, your business plan, and they went and sabotaged it, and you feel devastated. They shattered your dreams, your plans, and you feel like the world, your world has crumbled. They crushed it before your very eyes. Some will pretend to be supportive. Some will say, yes, I will help you. If you need me, call me. Some will even make you before them to know that they don't like it. They will give you this look. And you'll be like, oh, this one really doesn't like. Some will pretend. Some people can really pretend. But we can't see people. You can't read people's mind. They will be smiling and asking questions. That, those questions they're asking is for them to get a detail of it. Not because they really want to know to help you. And you tell them. And they go and they sabotage your business plan. They go and tell this business partner of yours that, you know, this person is going to dupe you. This person is not a good person. I have once how the business deal with them. This is what they did. This is how they behave. And the person is like, you know what? No, I don't want to do business with you again. You're like, why? What happened? You didn't know that they went and they sabotaged you. Worry not. For there is nothing that happens without God knowing. 
He is an all-knowing God. Remember, he is the creator of the universe. He has us in the palms of his hands. He knows it all. Joseph's brother, they plotted, they did this. They didn't kill him because there was argument among them. One said, no, what shall we gain if we kill our brother? Let's just throw him in that pit because he had in mind, I think that was Reuben. He had in mind that he would go back and save him. But before he came, I think he went somewhere. What happened? Before he came, the brothers, they took him and they sold him. And he cried. They sold Joseph. And Joseph found himself in Egypt, in Potiphar's house. When Joseph got to Potiphar's house, he was so, re he was so, um, res which one will I use? He was so useful and profitable to the man. The man put him in charge of everything, probably even his business. Maybe his business were not so uh, unprofitable. But now with Joseph, whom God was with him, God's favor was upon. God has chosen him. And God was showing him this dream. As a very young child, 17, God was showing him these dreams. Shared it with his brothers and they become envious and sold him. Now, because God was with him, he found favor in his boss's house. And he gave, gave him charge all over everything. The man was prospering in his business. Probably his things were moving on well. And he loved Joseph. But the devil entered his wife and he wanted to sleep with Joseph. The Bible described Joseph as a well-built and handsome man or guy. Joseph was well-built. Probably he had six packs with muscles, tall, handsome. And 45 wife was like, what? This guy? No. I have to enjoy your flesh. You see, the mind, dirty mind. The devil took over this woman. Probably this one was even older, 30, 40. You want to sleep a boy who is 17, less than 20. And Joseph said, no, my master has given me charge of every other thing else in this house except you. I won't sin. That would be a sin before God. I won't do this. I will not hurt my master. And what happened? She kept asking. She never gave up. She kept asking day in, day out. She kept asking until one day she got her way. There was no other servants in the house. Joseph came in to do his work and she held him and Joseph ran and his cloth was left. Like probably the buttons were open. She grabbed him from behind and she said, you know what? I can't run. So the only thing for me is to take off this shirt or my cloth and leave it. And that's what he did. And so she held it. And she cried and screamed when the servants came and said, look at this Hebrew boy that your master has brought. He wants to rape me. The husband came. He told him this man was raged with fire. He was angry, bitter. Like, even if you were the husband, you'd be, I've taken you like my own. A foreigner. I've put you charge over everything. And you want to pay me back by having even my wife? Whatever you give me, give me account of businesses. Whatever he was taking charge of, probably just giving them account. Like, oh, we saw 30 sheep. We saw donkeys. Oh, they brought in these. The grains are doing well. We saw these. 
The man doesn't even go into details to really find out because he trusted him. And the man is like, I don't even edit you. Um, audit you, sorry. I don't, do any, I don't do any auditing with the things that are in your possession. So you want now to take over my wife as well? No. This would happen and he sent Joseph to prison. But if you see, you will know that this is how God had planned it already. Because God saw that in Egypt, there's going to be famine. And if he doesn't send Joseph ahead, his family is going to starve and they will die. So he sent him. Joseph went, he was in prison. While in prison, he has little or nothing to do. But he still found favor in the warden in prison. They put Joseph in charge of all the other prisoners. And now God gave him a gift to interpret dreams. Which he interpreted the dreams of Pharaoh's servants who were in prison. And that ushered him toward to Pharaoh's palace. And made Joseph second in command in the whole of Egypt. His brothers came to buy food. He recognized them. They did not recognize him. And actually they bowed before him. The plans, the dreams that Joseph had, that they were afraid that it should not come to pass, came to pass. Came to pass. Came to pass, people of God. Came to pass. God elevated Joseph. The one that is sold as a slave. To them they're like he's going to suffer there and die. And his dreams will die with him. We are not with him. So are we going to bow before him? No. God has already prepared this. God has plans. He has seen this way ahead of them. They were just helping God to execute that plan. How would have Joseph? How else would Joseph have gotten to Egypt? Remember the father loved him so much. The father had him at old age. So there is no way he could have left the father's side and said, Father, I want to go to Egypt for greener pastures. No. So that was the only way. Even though he heard the father was in pains. But God kept him alive. And he went there to make it. He made it. And he saved the entire nation. This is God. I'm here to tell you that you that they think they have shattered your plans, your dreams. God has a hand in it. Delay is not deniers. Delay is not deniers. The time that you have been, you have this setback. This is the time for you to bond with God. This is the time for you to pray more. Fast. Read your Bible. Stay away from sin. Be holy. We know God is holy. Be holy so he will fight for you. So that the plans, your destiny, you will fulfill it. Everything work together for good. If only the, the devil knew that he has shattered my dreams of becoming a reverend sister. Who usher me into becoming a woman of God. That they know the, that the, our messages are known all over the world today. He would not have done it. He would have actually allowed me to become that reverend sister. I would have been in a small convent somewhere in a village in Cameroon where my voice would not even be heard. 
Oh, yes, because we know Catholic, they have their strict, their ways, the way they do their things. I will not be even allowed to preach. Maybe if I have the opportunity, I meet somebody one-on-one -on -one and I preach. I will just go to the convent, stay there, probably work in the hospital as a nurse or in a, in a, in a school as a teacher. Teach them. I have a lesson. No, that's all. Prepare, go back and read and stay, live a holy life. I will not be leading people to heaven. If only the enemy knew this, they would have allowed that dream. But they said, no, we don't want her to become a reverend sister, but it all works in God's, it works. It blended in God's plan. That is the word God used that they was talking through my mouth. He said, the enemy thought they have shattered your plans. Instead, it blended in my plans, his plans for him to make me a woman of God. Somebody praise the Lord. Somebody clap for God. Clap for God, somebody. Give God a big clap. God is so amazing. He is wonderful. He is mighty. If we begin to see God this way, we begin to see that everything that's happening in our lives, God has a hand in it. We will not worry. We will sing praises. We will glorify him. Most often it happens, we cry, oh, we're like this. And at the end, we're like, oh, my God. Oh, look at me. I was wasting my time. Cry. I was so... Yes. God is all-knowing. God is all-knowing. Blessed is the one who perseveres under trial because having stood the test, that person will receive the crown of life that the Lord has promised to those who love him. Joseph did receive God elevated Joseph. Joseph never gave up. Joseph never cursed God while he was in prison. The Bible says God was with him. God gave him a gift to interpret dreams. So whatever gifts you have, make use of it. Amen? Make use of your gift. Is it a gift to encourage somebody? Is it a gift to pray? Is it a gift to take care of flowers, gardens? That was just came to me. Probably you have this gift of pruning flowers, taking care of them. Who knows? God can use it. And you, you find yourself taking care of a garden in a palace where they will pay you. You'll be making more than what you are making right now. Don't ignore your gifts. Joseph only interpreted a dream or dreams. And years later, Pharaoh sent for them to look for him. And brought him and interpreted another dream that gave him that position, second in command in Egypt. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Brothers and sisters, do not worry. The setbacks you are facing, let them make you stronger. Take your problems to God and go closer to him instead. Born with him. Pray. Fast. Fast. Read your Bible, stay away from sin. God has a plan for you. Help God for your dreams to come to pass by staying in his presence. Don't go about cursing God. We can't actually help God. If I use that word help him, it's like for him to do things, no matter what we do anyway, God doesn't need our helps. Pardon me that I use that word. But we make things at times so complicated 
because of one setback, you're like, oh no, I'm not, I don't believe in God again. Oh, they told me if I come to God, oh, my life is going to be easier. But now I've come to God, I've lost my job. Yes, you've lost your job. You are not homeless. This is the time for you to pray, read your Bible so you know the God that they told you. Somebody only told you. This is a time for you to find out who really that God is. This is a time for you to know him now that you have lost your job. Can't you see? Don't curse him and say, oh, I was doing fine. He's going to give you a way better, a better job, a job way better than the previous one. Stay positive, patience, and with faith. God will see you through. He will reward you and restore you like he did with Job and Joseph. Do have a blessed and a wonderful evening. Be patient during your trial times. God is all-knowing. Go out, spread love, share love. I love you all. The love of God, you are blessed. Until we meet again. God, the great I am, hallelujah.